listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir? Uh, delighted as always. Just awesome. happy to be here. Indeed. Yeah. So you're, you're like one foot one foot in Greece and one foot in Nova Scotia. So yeah, yeah. You know, yeah I'm sure people uh, have no sympathy for me these <laughs> days. <laughs> but going to lie on the beach for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, see, like, we're I European. That's like, you know. But of course. That's like five weeks too short for yeah. a vacation. <laughs> but, the uh, mandated vacation. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. We don't yeah. have that here. Well, you know, um, it's uh, we'll be good to get away. I think a lot of people in this uh, COVID time are looking forward to their first uh, vacay. Uh, Absolutely, if they ever get to do it. I don't know. And so there you go. Yeah, but I, I get that. But uh, interesting guest we have today. Yeah, yeah, you know, and we've. Um, I don't know whether it's just the fact that as an agency we've worked a fair bit in the packaging space or whatever, but it seems like we've had you know a number of folks in the packaging industry on yep. the podcast mm-hmm. um, and so i'm delighted to add to that list today and bring a kind of a unique perspective to it all yeah yeah, yeah. and a fairly new role within uh, within this packaging company uh, yeah. and, and doing some really interesting things yeah yeah i mean down uh, some barriers look i think there's a lot of conversation and there has been probably for over you know, over a decade it kind of started almost it seemed with uh social media everybody talking about authenticity and transparency and how you know kind of social helps do that and i even remember way back in the old days with hugh mcleod talking about the porous membrane and how mm. social media helped uh kind of break down the walls between organizations and those they serve um so i, I think today's guest is helping to in some ways um uh, modernize that conversation and uh, and so happy to have him on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So joining us today is David Roberge. David is the marketing manager at Industrial Packaging. Welcome to the Cooler Ring, David. Thank you so much for the wonderful intro. Happy to be here. David, it's great to have you on the show. Look, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm really pleased that um, uh, Jeff didn't butcher the last name too hard. Uh, because uh, with our uh, Canadian uh, French background, we really want to pronounce that. Yeah, no, so. it's a, it, it, it's a bit of a downfall, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I am French Canadian, but we've moved into the states and <laughs> really <laughs> Americanized yeah. Roberge. <laughs> that ship has sailed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, David, it is great to have you on the show, and I didn't know that you were originally French Canadian, so we have to talk about that after, but. Let's, yeah, we'll um, uh, let's jump into uh, maybe uh, just uh, introduce our guests a little bit more formally to you and and your role at industrial packaging, if you would. Sure. So I am David Roberge. Uh, I've been at industrial packaging since uh, 2014, going on seven years, I think now. Um, and I started off there as a cold caller. I was supposed to be a lead generator as a cold caller. Um, did 400 calls in two weeks and two callbacks that didn't result in sales. So I knew something was broken. Uh, we had a poor website and I brought the idea of, of marketing and regenerating the website to industrial packaging. Um, so I developed a marketing team from there and, uh, and that's, that's kind of how it all started. Man, 400, uh, uh, and two callbacks. That's, I mean, that's a the conversion work. ratio is a little off. Yeah, I could just be 
I could be really bad on the phone, maybe. <laughs> it could be that I suck at both phones. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's kind of a badge of honor. Like, you know what? I tried that. It didn't work. Yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. It didn't like I, look, me. I, I, I would recommend anybody in marketing to spend some time in sales if you possibly can. And, frankly, um, picking up that phone and making those calls at that volume is about the hardest thing to convince yourself to do in sales. Because you're going to hear oh, no a lot, yeah, or nothing, and, and what well, or nothing, or, which is worse. Well, so. you know, and it's just, um, I think as marketers, maybe this is a self-reference criteria, but I think when you haven't done that, you it's really hard to understand it. Yeah, and uh, uh, and and sometimes you you know as marketers we'll roll our eyes at salespeople sometimes, you know, but it's like man, that like to get to, to at at five o'clock. When you really just want to go home and you know, like, I can, I still have 20 calls left to do, <laughs> and you know that those are probably not going to be answered. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> tough thing to wrap your head around. It, and it, you know, I, I think the fact that you have some empathy for this and that you've been through this means that you can probably connect with the sales team and get them on board with some of your thinking more readily than somebody who's never done what you've done. Eh? Yeah, I think that it definitely helps bond the marketing and sales a little bit better to start. Yeah. We started off in a better place than some companies would, you know, uh, without a doubt. Well, I want to talk about, uh, kind of unpack a bit more this notion of uh, transparency for trust was the line I recall you saying and really just stuck with me, you know, this. Yeah. Um, uh and, and I know that, that that's coming to life in a lot of different ways uh, at industrial packaging. Um, and, and I think part of that, at least, is a, a lot of this new video strategy that you've been rolling out. You've got it. I mean, this started really small back when we started that website situation in, in 2014 and rolled into, you know, hey, we have this website that doesn't have, it, it doesn't even tell you what products we have. It just says who we are, right? So we turned that into a, all right, so these are the products we sell because we sell through multiple manufacturers. Um, but this is just it. This is what we have. We never explained more about it. Uh, we didn't have a blog. We had, I think, three articles on our site that were about 12 words. They were like, hey, we, uh, we do supply chain services. Reach out. There's no button to, to connect. Um, and there were... There's no such thing as transparency when it comes to pricing in our industry, because it's kind of like the old school sales way of, I'll be the salesperson, I'll tell you the pricing, let me talk to my manager. <laughs> kind of like a sales rep uh, at, a, at a car dealership. Uh, and we wanted to, I wanted to change that. And it took a little bit of time uh, for, for everybody to get on board from the top down but it's starting to, to show the results and it's starting to help the sales team in ways that they didn't expect, which is really good. And and how is that? Is it just giving them some better tools to uh, use yeah. in the sales process or is it yeah, speeding from, up that process? You got, it's, it's literally both. It's speeding up the sales process and it's giving them tools to help educate their buyers before they, move forward with the next stage in their sales process. Um, with the articles that we produce, we produce two articles a week. We have a podcast that we re release weekly. Uh, we throw out some cartoons here and there. Uh, 
we try to make things a little fun, um, but they have all these things at their at their uh, hands now that they can they can use as tools to just speed things up for them and to create a better relationship with their customers. I always, um, I mean, I find that uh, there, there's kind of two sides to this coin. I'm just kind of curious if you've experienced this at industrial packaging. On the one side is. You know, as we introduce more, uh, what well, the old term used to be top of funnel content. You know, conversion content, white papers, or what have you. Uh, and as we introduce more of that content and gate it, um, we will get leads. Um, you know, that are at a different stage in the sales process than those that fill out a contact, have sales contact me now, or those that pick up a phone and call themselves. Um, so. You know, in some ways, you're really uh, lighting up a, a part of the sales pipeline that you didn't even wasn't even visible to you before, and in so doing, uh, often I think you know salespeople actually can say, "My goodness, the sales process is longer because they they see more of it." Um, and they already thought it was long. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you seen any of that, or have you had to deal with that, or are they able to just more accelerate it once they get that lead, and there hasn't been too much of a challenge that way? So the way the leads have come in, like you said, you know, we have that top of the funnel content. They're coming in with a better understanding of what they want ahead of time. So a lot of that beginning part of that sales process that our salespeople have been used to is already kind of done. The, the, the prospect already knows what they're looking for based off of the stuff that they, they've looked at on our website. Um, and then we can look in our CRM and make sure that we're aligned with what they've seen and we can provide further content if needed. Uh, and it's shortened that sales cycle for sure. Um, and definitely most recently with the new website. Is the, is the new, uh, is the content on the top of funnel content on the site largely ungated? Yeah. Uh, a lot, most of, most of that stuff is ungated. One of our highest downloads is ungated if you want it to be. Uh, but you can also download it okay. and that's, one of our biggest converters because there's that option, but it's also just free on the website. If you want to browse and, and, and learn more about shrink film. Right. Well, right. of course then too, you have the, you know, the SEO benefit It's one of the, one of the worst things about the whole gating of content thing is that you spend all this time crafting this incredible piece of long form content and then hide it where nobody can actually search for it. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a, it, it in some in some ways, but but at the same time, you never you know had we not gated content early on, you know we never would have had the ability to see people who are further up that funnel, and you know and and now we know from you know account based strategies that it starts even sooner than that. You know, by the time people yeah. started to download white papers, they've all they're already you know weeks or months into that uh, consideration. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're starting to determine what suppliers are going to provide for them rather than, yeah. you know, just learning about what they even need for sure. But it sounds as um, though you are introducing or engaging the sales um, apparatus, if you will, at kind of a similar time as you were before. And you're using mostly on-gated content to educate the prospects in advance of that. Whereas oftentimes when you're gating content earlier in the process, you're actually engaged, like sales begins to, their outreach at a at an earlier stage, yeah, right? Yeah. So that may be part of the secret sauce here, not to put too many words in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, when we had a lot of the stuff 
a lot of the things that we had gated and we gave to a sales rep, they weren't ready to talk to a sales rep yet still. So we, we decided to, to kind of switch the, the funnel, I guess, a little bit and choose which, which uh, items would be gated and which wouldn't to help the sales team work on the, the leads that were really qualified um, and actually not reach out unless somebody's ready. And now people are really just reaching out at a steady pace so that there's no real need for the outbound prospecting on such a high pace. Right, right. And you even, you did something too that I, I think would scare the crap out of an awful lot of marketers and probably some salespeople too. And that you're trying to get away from the request a quote yeah. module on the site. What's the thinking behind that? I mean, the request the quote, I mean, it's, it's available, but we want you to know what you're looking for on a site before you get to have to request a quote. So like, say you're looking for shrink film, you don't know what the price is going to be. And you would generally have to request a quote. Usually every website you go to in manufacturing in general is just like, here's what we have, but you have to click this button and then reach out to us and then you'll find out. We wanted to stop that and make that transparent so we're honest ahead of time so they already start to see this trust with us because we're telling you on our shrink film page this is the range you can expect for pricing based on your volume based on uh minimum order quantities what you really need but it's really i mean that phone conversation is where we can narrow in that specific specific price um because you know every customer is different of course but at least you come in there and you have an understanding of like, all right, I'm going to be spending between eight and twelve dollars per inch of width on shrink film, whereas before just be like, give us a call first. <laughs> Dude, that's got to be a huge um, uh, game changer. I mean, I, I think it's um, you know it, when you take an industry that won't give you a price and somebody chooses to do it. Yeah. Um, and it's even it's for you know in a lot of cases the consulting answer of it depends right you know but, but it's still it depends but it's it depends within these margins yeah yeah you got it it is scary too <laughs> I mean <laughs> since I don't think that there's really anybody else that really is offering that right now out there it's it's scary to the salespeople it's scary to the to the senior management but it's also exciting because we're seeing the positive results of it. Uh, and seeing that sales cycle shorten really quickly. And, and I would have to think that the space is so competitive anyway that it's not like there was probably, and I don't want, again, I don't want to put words in it, but I'm assuming, I guess, in some way that there wasn't a lot of opportunity for extra margin you got uh, gain in the, in the sales process by, you know, I don't know, I remember I used to work in an organization and there was one sales guy who was just so much better at everybody else at building relationships, you know, like, Man, I just don't know. He just it was he was magic at it, and as a result, he could build in about an extra fifteen points in a deal, twenty points in a deal than anybody else was able to get. Right, um, but it was a type of business where you had to kind of contact somebody to know the price. So there was that ambiguity, and maybe it wasn't as competitive. But in this instance, I mean, I've got to think uh, people are they're, they're going to shop around. They're going to get three and four quotes for this stuff. You're going to have to be within that range anyway, aren't you? Yeah, I mean. We may be slightly higher, but we give you reasons why, because we aim to protect your people, your products and your brands throughout the supply chain, no matter what. Uh, and you're going to get that, 
heads up when there's a price increase, like the 19 billion that we've had this year alone in that shrink film area. Um, we, we do our best to make sure that our, our customers are aware of things when we're aware of them. So if there is an increase, you know, they know, and they know when their cutoff is to buy something to stock up. We use it to our, our advantage. So are you telling me that you guys may be a little bit more premium price than some of your competitors, but because you choose to talk about price first, it gives you a way of justifying it? Yeah. I mean, you could find shrink film, let's say, on, what is that? Uh, not U-Haul. <laughs> oh, U-Line. It's the other. U-Line, thank you. Yeah, you can find shrink film there. It's not going to be the same quality that we have because we work with specific vendors. We, we rate our vendors. They all have a scorecard and we reach out to them quarterly and make sure that we're on the same page and they get rated. You know, you can get a badge if you are rated an A and they can use that on their website if they'd like. Um, so we choose the right vendors with the right products for our customers to have what they need when they need it. And yeah, it's not going to be the same thing that you get from Uline, but you'll know when you can get it and you'll know how much it is. Always. Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's bit.ly slash sample ABM. I like that. I think there's, there's something really instructive there about getting out in front of that. Even when it's not, even when price isn't your... Advantageous. Yeah. yeah when yeah. when you may be a little bit more expensive. Oh, well, at least you're bringing it up first and it gives you a chance to justify it. Yeah. It, mm. it certainly brings that trust element in it, it's it's such a it's such a simple thing you mm. know but it, it requires a, a bit of faith on <laughs> your part that uh, that people are going to understand it and uh, have that reaction yeah you know oh like because they're doing it this way i, I feel like there's probably something else going on here mm. that i'm not necessarily seeing in our other vendors yeah and we'll be honest with with people that reach out to us like we're not really set up for startup businesses say but we'll tell them, you know, like, listen, your best bet is to go to Uline to get the shrink film because we're not set up to, to help you in the most advantageous way for you and us. Um, so we'll tell them where to go elsewhere. You know, or if, if we're doing a contract packaging deal and somebody reaches out to us and it's something like liquids or powders, we don't deal with those. We send them to the contract packaging association. You know, we'll always give somebody somewhere else to go rather than just being like, sorry, no, you know. So there's that other end of it too. So we, we try to help no matter what, even if we can't help. Really cool. I want to talk a little bit more about um, the integration with um, with sales, and and what you've done there to really um, kind of getting them involved, I guess, in the content creation process. Yeah, especially as it applies to the uh, the video side. Mm. I, I think what you're doing there is really interesting. Yeah, the so sales is our biggest generator of content ideas, sometimes just the full on content in general. Um, they work closest with our, our ideal customers. Um, they hear the questions that were being asked so we can get those questions answered in blog form or video content. So that's been the biggest 
generator of content is the sales team. Um, and then we developed some videos around our brand purpose and the products that we offer to further develop that trust and put a, a human to that face or to that phone call. Uh, and it's, and it's been very successful. The sales team started using video in their email outreach. And at first it was weird for them because, you know, being on the camera is weird. But it starts to become this normal thing where now they're like, I'd rather do that than have to write out this email. Because sometimes emails come off differently than you wanted them to when you were speaking on the phone, right? So using video in the sales process as one-to-one videos or one-to-many videos uh, has really helped move that relationship building process as well. Hmm. Are they, for clarity, uh, are they using uh, video like throughout the process? Is it just at the front end as they're trying to get kind of establish a relationship or get noticed? Or is it something that persists throughout? It's throughout. It starts with, you know, like a, hi, I'm introducing myself to you, I'm David, to... All right, this is our next step. So I look forward to talking to you on our next Zoom call or our next uh, our next meeting. And then, you know, each step of that process will have a video up to the reviewing of the proposal. We want to make sure that we're both on the same page. So we'll review the proposal with you online, um, live on camera, and keep that relationship so that there's always a face to that name uh, and to industrial packaging. Hmm. It's interesting. Uh, you know, a lot of people that I've seen use a video for is mostly in the prospecting stage. Yeah, it's really yeah. early on. Yeah, you know, you're sending something out and and hoping that the video is the thing that's going to push through the clutter. Right, it's really the hook mm. or something or yeah. the bait. Whereas this is a this is this. It would also. I'm thinking on the salesperson side of it, they are going to get way better at video really quickly. Yeah. Because when you're not just doing it once for the prospect base, oh, for sure. literally throughout. Yeah. 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 You're going to be more comfortable with it. And I mean, you're probably using some form of tool for analyzing how those uh, videos are engaged with. Oh, yeah. We, we use, so I mean, Transparency, we use Vidyard. And it's, it's a great tool to see if, if the video is even watched. We get great responses sometimes that are like, I've never gotten a video before. This is great. Thank you so much. You know, it really helps build that camaraderie with somebody else. They don't respond back with a video, but that's okay. You know, we'll see you at some point, potentially. <laughs> but at least they see us. That's potentially really weird. You know, people just start recording videos and sending them back and forth. <laughs> video messages back and forth. <laughs> kind of asynchronous yeah. video like, communication. Forget the Zoom call. Yeah. It's like my kids on Snapchat or something. Isn't that what they do? Is that what kids do? I don't, man, you're the one is anybody, with kids. Is you're anybody selling on... No, I know. Is anybody selling on, you know, packaging supplies on Snapchat yet? Uh, that's <laughs> a new vertical we haven't touched yet, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's pretty wild, though. I mean, and and I really like this idea that, and you you know, you're not the first person to say that you know salespeople generate a lot because they get they're closest to the customer, they get most of the questions, and therefore, but they're not necessarily the ones who are generating that content, mm. you know, and right. uh, and bringing it to life. So how how has that uh, process worked, and uh, and what results have you seen from that? Started off choppy, 
as I'm sure it has for many, where sales was like, why are you always asking us for stuff? You know, why are you doing this to us? We have to be on calls. We're trying to prospect. But then they started to get these leads that are qualified coming in faster and, and more frequently. I'm like, okay, this kind of makes sense. So we, we set up kind of SME meetings is what we call them, where they're the subject matter expert, the SME. Uh, and we either do it via email or just like this um, or, or via video. Um, and, and we gather as much info about that specific question that they were asked. And then we decide if it's going to be a, a video or if it's going to be a podcast or a blog or all, you know, um, but they're, they're involved in, in that content generation for sure. And it's starting to not become such a bother which is great. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of wondering if, um, I mean, it's one thing to harvest the ideas from the sales subject matter experts, um, kind of in a meeting format or what have you. And I don't want to uh, presume that you're uh, kind of big brothering the vidyard content too much, but I am kind of curious, have you been able to see any of uh, the video content that's being produced by the salespeople for their one-to-one -one communication? And say, hey, this is a pattern, or this keeps coming up, and, and find kind of content ideas that have more broad appeal, or you may produce for for a broader audience. As far as the one to one videos, those are really uh, generally about what that customer is specifically looking for. We can try to pull out some ideas from watching them, um, which is you know more more or less rarer than you know just having sales say like. This was asked from a, uh, somebody that we were working with. Video is where it's at in 2021 and going forward. Well, it's funny because I think a lot of people um, will talk about, um, uh, suggest that uh, people have a, a strong preference for video content. Um, I'm not, you know, and I haven't always been convinced that that means that they don't have a, also have a preference for written content. I think people have generally a preference for good content that is about them. Mm. Uh, yep. And almost regardless in some ways of format. I am kind of curious. I want, uh, uh, there's one video on your site that I noticed where you folks are, are talking about whether or not industrial packaging is a good fit for a prospect business. Um, and I've always kind of wondered about these types of videos because, of course, it always seems to me going in that the the the, the, the person's probably never going to say that they're not a fit, right? Because they're trying to sell. Um, yeah. I guess, how have you found uh, that type of content that uh, – do, do uh, does it still resonate? Are people mostly not as cynical as I am? I think that people understand, <laughs> of course, they may be like, yeah, we want to be your customer. But it helps them self-opt out because we're giving them the truth that, you know, we might not be the right fit for you. If you don't fit these certain criteria, you're going to reach out to us and it's, we might not be able to give you the best answer, but we'll find the best answer or send you to the right place to get that answer for you. So I suppose that kind of content then, what you're saying is it works provided that you're actually, uh, you make sure that the video isn't for everybody. Like there actually are some people that will watch it to say, yeah, this isn't, yeah, it yeah, means I'm, I, I I'm not out. that size. Yeah. 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 yeah that's exactly. Yeah. One of the, um, you know, you haven't just brought video to life in the sales process and in, in marketing and, and, you know, 
focusing on it on the website as a, as a content tool, but you've also used it internally and for recruitment as well. I mean, you know, the second hardest thing to do after selling something is uh, finding more people to help build it or, or sell it or, or do whatever. So how yeah. has uh, how's video helped you there? Video uh, testimonials with our internal customers or internal employees, I should say, sorry. Our internal employees, uh, we, we've pulled some from different departments across the board to kind of give a, a shot of the a day in the life and what they appreciate about working with us, why they want to stay or what maybe why they don't. Hopefully not too many of those, right? Um, but having that video available, uh, it helps with recruitment for sure. I mean, people will reach out to us in their hiring application and be like, we saw the who is IP video. And, and that really drove home that that's the kind of core values that I have and the core values that I want to have my company in. You know, I want to work for a company that has those core values. Um, so it definitely helps with recruiting, which is helpful as well. Very cool. So I, I want to, as we, as our time comes to a close here, I, I'm wondering, you know, what are you, what, what's next? What are you looking forward to? You know, you've, you've recently launched a site that's uh, changed the game a little bit, shortened the sales cycle, all of that. But, uh, you know, where are you going from here and uh, what are you most excited about? Yeah, I mean, super excited about that website launch <laughs> uh, and that shortened sales cycle. Uh, I know we had talked and we had uh, generally one of these deals closes in about three months and it took three days. Worth mentioning. Phenomenal. And it was, they mentioned specifically this one video that we had just launched and it was really high quality and it's called the claims we make. Um, and it covers the, the, our brand purpose and how we live up to them for, to that for our customers. So I'm super excited about that. And I'm, I'm excited about bringing more of that type of content and that video into the sales process. Um, and, and utilizing video, to the most extent possible uh, to help shorten that sales cycle for the sales team and for this and for our customers too, you know, uh, providing educational content that helps people trust not only us, but trust themselves in making their decisions uh, around flexible packaging. It's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a really, uh, I think that's a nice, uh, interesting North star as you uh, go through this. Yeah, it's quite like, altruistic. Yeah. 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 Well, Lovely. Well, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show, David. I really enjoyed just kind of, kind of unpacking industrial packaging. As well. Yes. Yeah. You've, been, you've been waiting to use that for the you whole know, thing. I, I, wish, I wish I had <laughs> thought of it earlier, but it just kind of came to me as I came out of my mouth. I, would have, I maybe could have done a better delivery, Jim. We can no, always edit and I can try it again. No, I think it was great. Yeah, yeah. yes, I do it. That <laughs> <laughs> was great. It's been a pleasure as well. Thank you guys so much. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.